Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm a woman. Imagine how hard it is being a woman. You are a murderer, okay? You're a thug. <laughs> You're a gangster. You're unscrupulous. <laughs> You're a manipulator. You blackmail people. Now you want to be doing girl oh versus girl rights, feminism. It's hard to be a woman in this world. Okay, but we don't kill people. Welcome to That Would Bang podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host, Odessi. And I'm your co-host, Patricia. And we hope you enjoy the show. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just a quick note, there might be a few spoilers in this episode, so beware. Otherwise, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to That Would Bang podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. My name is Odessi. And I'm Patricia. And this week, we are joined by Shantae Joseph, a talented journalist and content creator who you might know as the host of Channel 4's How To Not Be Racist, as well as the Face Magazine's My Public Me podcast. Shantae has written for a range of platforms, including Complex, British Vogue, and The Guardian, and many more. You have seen her everywhere. I see her on Instagram. I see her on Twitter. (laughs) So thank you, Shantae, for joining us. No worries. I'm happy to be here. I would love to know what everyone has been watching this week. Good question. So I've just finished, um, I've just finished the Underground Railroad uh, on Prime and that was like a journey. It's such a good show, but it's like the first episode is tough. It is a tough episode because obviously it's kind of based on the actual book, The Underground Railroad, which reimagines the story of kind of Harriet Tubman and it imagines the Underground Railroad as an actual railroad. So there's a literal yeah. train. Um, and yeah, basically the train just stops up in different parts of the states during slavery to see kind of what was happening, what they were doing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very, it's very intense. Like it, it is like there's it's very thrilling to watch. Um, but also, yeah, the first episode is really tough because it really does just paint a picture of essentially what people were running away from. Um, but yeah, it is really good. Great storyline. And it makes sense why it was like a 10 series episode as opposed to like, you know, an hour and a half film or something. It was really well done. I have a question for you in regards to watching um, films about slavery that kind of show black trauma in intense ways. Do you do you enjoy it as a whole or is it one of those things that you're like, you know what, I can take this in small doses? Um, yeah, I think I don't I don't enjoy it if it's unnecessary. I think when you are <laughs> when when things are just unnecessarily just traumatic and horrible and just difficult to watch it. Yeah, I really don't like it. But I think when it is used in a way that contributes to the story and helps to build the narrative of the story, I think then I can stomach it because I, I understand that it's, this is part of the plot. But sometimes it's just like trauma, 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 shock, shock, shock. And, and then it's just, you know, what I mean, it's not even used as a, as a plot device that helps to, you know, mm. make the story make sense. It's just there for the sake of it. That's the kind of stuff that I don't really like. But 
um, I think in this story, it handled it quite well. And it wasn't, it wasn't tons of trauma. Like the first episode was awful. And then the rest of it is very much just, just like a, like a, any sort of kind of getaway story. It was really, really good. For me this week, I watched, I watched a show called Dollface on Disney Plus. I've seen it advertised a lot because it's got the girl from, have you, was it Two Broke Girls? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember her name. name. She was in One Division as well. So it's got her in it. And it's basically, what do I say it's about? I don't know if I'm a fan of it, first of all, but it's basically about a woman who was in like a 10 year relationship and then her boyfriend breaks up with her and she now has to reconnect with all her girlfriends because she's that kind of girl who has cut off all her female friends as a result of being in love. But now her man has left her and her whole identity was built on this man Mm. and he left. So it's about her trying to find her friend. place and it's got um brenda song who played london tipton in so it's all right i think it's some of it's a bit cheesy at the moment i've only watched a couple episodes so it might it might chill out later on but it was all right it was interesting it was interesting oh my god that sounds like something i would watch honestly (laughs) i feel like that sounds juicy what's it called dollface dollface on disney plus on well on star that disney plus keep emphasizing the star on it so yeah it's, it's on that so it's all right. Sorry, side note. Isn't Brenda Song like in a relationship with someone? Yeah, the guy from... field. Is it Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And they have a yes. baby together, I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, they do. They do. I feel like I saw a picture of them together and I was just like, this is not a pairing I was anticipating. I just didn't even know they were dating and then they had a baby and I was like, wow, that's cool. But then you find that all these like, all these Disney people, they've all connected in some way, yeah. shape or form. So yeah. it's a weird one. They keep it it's in the family. Actual facts. um but yeah in terms of what I've been watching I started Motherland um I I'm gonna hold my hands up and say that I'm very swayed by what everyone else is watching and a lot of people were talking about it (laughs) so I was like let me go and watch this and it's all right I mean I've only watched about three episodes but it's just about this woman who's really struggling being a mother but like she's always trying to like palm her kids off on like other people and stuff and it's not really like you can tell her life is very hectic like obviously the show opens with her like rushing to get to school and she's late mm. and she forgets it's half term and then it's just like downhill from there she ends up looking after like three mother's kids it's just like what the hell is your life it's not really something that i would usually watch but it is quite funny i think i might go with it for a little bit longer but i don't think i would ever watch it to like the end because i just don't think it's for me but it's all right it's very british right Oh my God, yeah. It's so British. If you like that show that was, always, I think it was Outnumbered. Mm, that's the I kind of, outnumbered. yeah, that's the kind of vibes that it's giving me. Um, I also feel intense secondhand embarrassment for <laughs> every single character, especially Kevin. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that guy's head, but he's different. That's all I can say. <laughs> so... We're going to be discussing The One this week. And for anyone that doesn't know, it is a Netflix drama series that follows Rebecca, who is an ambitious and impulsive founding CEO of Match DNA, which is a company that compare people with their perfect partner based solely on their DNA. Um, so yeah, what did you guys think of this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Shantae should go first. Shantae, you go first. What did you think? Do you know what? I, I, like, I, liked, um, I like the idea 
I really, really did like the idea. And before, I guess we were talking about, like, I watched this and then I watched Soulmates, like, straight afterwards. Um, and I feel like... Uh, I don't really know. Like, I do think it was a good show. It was quite entertaining. It did kind of drag a bit. I kind of like how it almost worked a little bit backwards. So I really enjoy stories where, like, you kind of start off at a point where everything just begins to unravel and you kind of, like, learn what's going on backwards. I really love that. It's a good way to keep people hooked. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they could have done a lot more with it. Like, there was, they just felt like there were so many missing bits and obviously I know that there was like kind of the main character story and then alongside it, other people's stories and their interactions with this sort of like soulmate software or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen a bit more. I would have liked to have seen some of the stories develop, like that whole idea at the end where you can actually have two soulmates if they're like siblings and stuff like that. Like it, a lot was just not really like, there was so much missing, but in, in terms of the actual idea itself and the story, I did really enjoy that. But what about you guys? I liked, <laughs> I liked the idea of, yeah. oh my gosh, there's a show yeah. where you get matched in your DNA. This is amazing. And I started watching it and I struggled. Like, I really mm. struggled. Mm. And I think it's just because, maybe it's because they're following the main character's story a bit too much and we should yeah, actually yeah, go yeah. into what happens when people meet their matches and all of that. And I ended up having to watch the whole thing in like times two speed because I was like, you guys are, oh yeah, no. pick up the pace. Like, I couldn't watch, like, not times two. <laughs> Honestly, because the thing was, we'd already decided they were going to talk about the one, so I expected good things. And then when I realised I had to watch it all, I was like, yeah, time to, we have to, we have to speed it up. We have to speed through this. Um, what do I think? I think the main character is jarring. I think yeah. she's an annoying Agreed. person. I yeah. think that I didn't like you, and I meant to like you in order for me to root for you to watch you to the end, and I didn't. And Were we supposed to like her? I feel like... I feel like she was horrible. To, she oh. was awful. <laughs> but then they'll give him backstory to try to make you feel like, oh, yeah. she's changed. But do you know what they kept trying work. to do? Mm. They kept trying to do that whole girl boss thing. Like that whole, I'm a woman. Imagine how hard it is being yeah. a woman. You are a murderer, okay? You're a thug. <laughs> You're a gangster. You're unscrupulous. <laughs> You're a manipulator. You blackmail people. Now you want to be doing girl boss, oh girl rights, feminism. It's hard to be a woman in this world. Okay, but we don't kill people. So do you know what I mean? Like what is going on? You're making people overdose, killing people's brothers and then lying to them about it. What is going on? Like it, I really, that's one thing I hated about this film, especially in films, even like um, I Care A Lot on um oh, i watched that on on prime. prime like that whole idea of like i'm a woman and if i do horrible things yeah. it's okay because it's hard um, being a woman yeah uh okay like what <laughs> doesn't make any sense that bugged me oh, that passion that just came out <laughs> i hear it i absolutely hear it she's a gangster for real um i just don't feel like yeah, first of all, Rebecca's just awful anyway. But I also just feel like they didn't really balance that kind of like murder plot line with the actual plot with finding your one. It just felt like a lot yeah. of different shows in one. And I was just like, I'm not even really yeah. invested in some of this. Like, so I feel like I agree with Adesi when it was like dragging. Cause like when I started mm. watching it, I was definitely scrolling through Twitter as I was watching it. Like I wasn't giving it my mm. full attention. Um, but I think the only reason I got to the end is because I was actually intrigued by the premise of finding your yeah. match based on your DNA. I think that was its only selling point, really and truly. 
so yeah, I I just wasn't really sure about it. I don't know if like if they dropped a season two, I would go back and be like, yeah, I like think. I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't know because what what more? It's like you gave away so much and you told the story in such a shoddy way that it's like really and truly, what's the series two gonna do? Do you know what I mean? Like you've gotten away with the crime, like the people are dead, everyone is getting on with their lives. Do you know what I mean? It's just what is the point? What is the actual point? Very and cute. that girl, that mixed race girl, she was so oh! annoying. The oh man my gosh. befriending her husband's soulmate. And she then you even so made them dumb. come and meet. She's another one. You should have just minded your business. <laughs> and now you want to be doing crying, crying. But who told you? Hmm. Who told you? It's the question hmm. that I have to ask every single one of these annoying characters. Nobody put a gun to your head and told you to go and do that. Now you want me to feel sorry for you. I didn't feel sorry for anyone in this series. I don't yep. feel sorry for a single no, person. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, yep. Hannah was definitely... No definitely not making any sense i couldn't understand why you were pyro about your husband meeting their match and you thought out of eight billion people on no is it eight, however many yeah, people yeah. on this planet you thought a lot let me <laughs> let me like bring them into our lives as opposed to just like the chances of you meeting are just so slim like you could have just left yeah. it but yeah. she decided to like invite her into their lives and now you're stressed fam, fam. they've lips now they've lipsed do you honestly, they have sex? Do you think that their relationship could ever go back to normal? Like honestly, like Hannah and her man between Hannah and her man, Hannah and her man. I no. just don't think so. He, I for her, for her husband, I don't, I don't know his name. I can't remember. I'm so sorry, but I think Megan, his match, is always going to be at the back of his mind. Like mm, even yeah. when he was like getting back with Hannah and they were like intimate together. He was still thinking about Megan. That's just going to eat away at him. He's always going to know that there's someone out there who is biologically matched for him. And he's not going to be able to shut that down. I just don't think that's going to work for him. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And I just feel like at that point, like once you've met them, once they're in your life, once you've been connected to them, that pull is going to be so strong that you're always going to be a bit dissatisfied. And you could tell he was, because even when he was sleeping with his wife, he was thinking about the other woman. So it's like, from then, it's, that's God. it. That's it's definitely. game over. Game over. But if we were all drawn to the show by the idea of being matched by someone by your DNA, let's say the one existed in real life, would you guys mm. take the test? Nah, I don't think I would. And I think watching Amazon Soulmates, where they basically, it's like a, it's like a, is it like an anthology series? I don't know what the name of it is. I can't remember the name of it, where every episode is a different story. Um, like, they, when with those, they basically look at all of the different instances that exist in that space. So the love of your life, you know, could be dead. They could be in prison. They could be a serial killer. That you like, you just have no idea. Like, and even in one of them, like, she meets her soulmate, but she still, you know, loves her partner. So they have a polyamorous couple, like, relationship instead, where everybody just lives in this kind of commune together um and I think it's just it's weird I think it's it's a risky one but at first I was like yeah I would do it yeah I would do it but I think sometimes if the love of my life is dead I don't know that would just really that would just upset me I'd rather just not know do you know Mm. what I mean do you know what I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to be like yes I would do it I'm single (laughs) I'm gonna go straight in but honestly I had never considered the fact that you're assuming that your match is just going to be alive and Mm. just someone that you kind of feel like you'll get along with. But 
I yeah. never consider the fact that they could be dead, they could be in prison, they could be any person. Like, and that's exactly. a bit crazy because I don't want to invite that negative energy into my life. Listen. So, oh, it's tight. Oh, I don't know. Or now. they could have a family. Do you know what I mean? And one of them, <gasps> you know, they were both married with children, settled down, obviously <sighs> took the test and was like, oh. And so what happens to the kids in those cases? And, you know, they grow up and they're like, you know, well, you like left my mum, my dad or whatever. And so it's mm. it's just, it's too... But at the same time, I'm just thinking like, do I want to be scrolling on Hinge for the rest of my life? As do yeah. I want to be going on <laughs> dates for the rest of my life? Like, uh, What's your favourite colour? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Have you seen that meme where it's like when you've been, when you, when you've been, left a four year relationship and then they're asking you, oh yeah, so like, what things do you like to do? And you're like, oh my God, I can't do this again. I'd rather be yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Adesi, would you, would you find your match? No, I wouldn't do it. I think it's, I think it's a bit toxic because let's say you and your match start to argue and you feel like I'm stuck with this person. Or let's just say there's certain things like your match's mm. family is mad. And do you have true, to stick true. with that match? I think I think it's having the idea of the one is a little bit toxic, toxic in that regards. And there's other people like you can make choices. It kind of removes the idea of having free will to choose who you want to be with. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. And what if they're mad? What if they are what mad? What if they're racist? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, yo. Wow. I never thought of that. Imagine oh. if a white supremacist soulmate no, 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 is a no, black no, no, no. woman. Nah, this testimony no one should ever do that. Like, I started off as a white supremacist and I found one. Nah. Can you imagine? <laughs> nah, I kill it with fire. Yo, that would be a that would be a storyline. Yeah, Damn. Would, you know? Someone needs to write that. Someone um, needs to. <laughs> do you, I feel like? Oh, mm. now that you guys have all said this, I don't think I would go and find my. Ma- well, let me not lie. I think I would be curious though, like because. Do you feel like you could find your match, but maybe not pursue it just to like know like who they would throw up? Or is that just kind of pointless? I feel like if I knew that existed out there, I'd be so curious. But then it might eat away at you anyway. I think it would eat away at me. I think I'd be in a constant state of not unhappiness, but a constant state of um, dissatisfaction. Because let's say you're with your partner Mm. and your partner frustrates you and you're like, I'm sure my match wouldn't have done that. I'm sure my match would have treated oh, me better. Crap. And you'll use it against them. My match, my yeah, match would true. have bought me Balenciaga's so and you're here doing what? <laughs> like that kind of thing. So I think it's a bit bad. <laughs> that was a bad summarizing point, but it's a bit bad. That's what I think. Shantae keeps mentioning Soulmates and I think I'm going to go and watch that because I think it's going to be a better version of this show. And I think it's going to yeah, get a bit more into the yeah. nitty gritty of what it means to like find a one or what this tech really is like. There was just so much the one yeah, just didn't really yeah. get into now that you talk about it. But yeah, I I recommend watching Soulmates because every single episode, I think there's 10 episodes, is a different story and they basically explain the way this technology impacts random people. They did it so well. Like the, the story was that. The story was the technology and the different ways it can manifest and the different ways it can enhance your life or ruin your life or blah, 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 blah. Like so good. Really do yeah, recommend it. I hear that. Um, sorry, and also just going off the fact that Rebecca is so uninteresting, I also don't know if the actress can actually act. Like, I don't oh. even know if it's her character or the actress or both. Oh, Because I yeah. feel like her face didn't really change. Like, she was just like, and her, sorry, and now I'm going into like the actual production of it. Like, her clothes <laughs> as well, her clothes would wear her and not the other way around. Like, I just felt oh like gosh. she was very awkward yeah, yeah. in that role. I think 
she could act. I think she can really? act. I think the situation was just that they were trying to do too much. So we didn't feel any empathy towards her or the people. Mm. And even just the situation of, remember that guy who was always protesting outside the building? Oh, yeah. And he had the <laughs> that, mm. that made no sense. In regards to, even it at the end where they, no. they stabbed him in the shower, why was he naked? Like, that was actually another storyline that they tried <laughs> to put in it because the one ruined his family. I'm so, I was so confused. So I think his, his oh, wife found a match or whatever days. and it broke up his family. So he had a personal vendetta against Rebecca, which is why he was always there. But I thought it was going to be some deeper thing. Like, who is this um, man? No, I knew it was something to do like that. But I just think even the way he went about it, you started with a protest, you ended up by stabbing the love of her life. Like, it was just a bit, yeah. it's a bit dramatic in that sense. But okay, let's say someone, let's say the match was real again in real life. And then someone, your match found you, but never told you. Do you think that when you do discover that they, they are your match, you'd go and pursue that relationship? Or would you see it as manipulative? A bit like what's happened in the show. Wait, what do you mean? So, yeah. how am I going to word this? So I'm saying that if someone kind of manipulated their way into your life as your match, would you still pursue it once you found out? Ooh. I think I'd be, I'd definitely be hurt and confused. Mm. Like, why would you do that? It's, it's weird. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. Mm. But do you know what? Uh, there, 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 there's an episode of this in Soulmates as well but the, the story is mad but like yeah I think it would definitely be hurtful because you wouldn't need to do that but at the same time I think if you are then my soulmate and I'm just in love with you then like what what else can mm. I do do you know what I mean I'd probably still want to pursue it if that innate attraction and desire is there no I feel like we've really got into that show and I feel like we could be talking about this for hours but we're gonna get right on into the second half of the podcast if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time to hear some alternative plot lines. Are you team Odessi or team Patricia? Let us know by sharing the podcast 
and adding us at the TWB pod. So essentially, we have picked a scene from the one and Adesi and I have developed alternative versions of that scene. So we're focusing on Rebecca and Mateus's relationship and what would happen if he found mm. out his brother died and if he found out in a different way and then his reaction following that. So we've kind of like reimagined that version. So in my scene, obviously Mateus has found out that Rebecca's responsible for his brother's death. Um, but, oh, I don't know. There's a bit of a techie fallout from that where Rebecca's a victim, but also they become a bit complicit in a sticky situation. Ooh. Mateus is heartbroken about Fabio and is at Rebecca's house, who is comforting him with dinner. While she's busy in the kitchen, he pops upstairs to the loo, and when he comes out, he innocently walks into her bedroom and looks around. Depressed, he pulls out his phone. To help with the grief, he sends Fabio occasional texts about his life, even though he knows he won't get a response. Mateus sends one and freezes when he hears a buzz from inside one of Rebecca's drawers. He walks over to the sound and finds Fabio's phone underneath some old socks. Horrified, he picks it up and hurries downstairs and out of the door, blurting out an excuse to Rebecca. On the way to his hotel, he reads the messages between her and Fabio where she's threatening him. Mateus arranges to meet Kate and Nick at a nearby cafe. Kate convinces him to wear a wire to catch Rebecca's confession because she loves him and will fall for it. He's hesitant because she's his match and doesn't want to hurt her. Kate quickly tells him the one is a lie. You can have more than one match. She just can't prove it yet. Nick stays quiet. He's listening to everything and plans to warn Rebecca in exchange for a hefty sum. Mateus heads back to Rebecca's house the next day whilst Kate and Nick are in a car nearby listening. The conversation between them is tense, each of them waiting for the other to play their hand first. Unable to hold it in, Mateus asks Rebecca to explain Fabio's phone. She doesn't incriminate herself, but instead pleads that she loves Mateus. In a rage, he pushes her, and her head cracks against the edge of her dining table, blood oozing out from her temple. Kate and Nick rush in, having heard everything, and they all stand in silence. They're in the middle of a crime scene. Thinking fast, Kate stages everything to look like a break-in, they trash her house and steal some expensive things, along with her laptop and files from the one. Kate hangs onto a few she thinks will be useful, but they stash everything else in James's car, planning to frame him for it. He's guilty of murder anyway. Mateus is hysterical and Kate slaps him, forcing him to keep it together. The next morning, Kate and Nick are called in to investigate the break-in at Rebecca's house, but to their horror, her body is missing, with only her blood left behind. Rebecca isn't dead. Patricia! I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I will say that. I had a bit of fun with that one, actually. Banging. You you definitely had more fun than I did. I'll I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you that. Don't kill me. Um, Let me explain mine before we press play. So, mine is Mateus also found out that Rebecca killed his brother, but the reaction is different and Rebecca's manipulative behavior still is there. I think mine is a bit more similar to what's happened, but I'll let you decide. Mateus asks Rebecca if she's seen Fabio. 
She says no, telling him that he'll turn up soon. Unsatisfied with her answer, he decides to take matters into his own hands. The Find My Friends app on his phone leads him to Fabio's apartment. Turn right at the next street. He arrives at the door and calls Fabio. It rings, but there's no answer. After banging, he bursts the door down to find his dead brother's body. Mateo screams, crying hysterically. The neighbours call the police. He's taken for questioning, and the officers show him security footage of Rebecca leaving the building the night Fabio died. They ask him to help them catch her as they suspect that she's involved with his death. He must be calm if this is to work. However, rage is already in his heart. What if they're right? What if she killed him? They devise a plan to set her up that evening, but he can't wait. Overcome by emotion, Mateus storms into the one's office, barging through the barriers and asking to see Rebecca. He interrupts meetings looking for her, causing a scene. He shouts, announcing that he's her match. She knows who he is. The security catch him and escort him off the premises. That evening, Rebecca braces herself as she enters the house. She tries to be normal and hug him, but Mateus retreats, questioning her about Fabio. He threatens to abandon her and everything. But Rebecca panics and desperately apologises, blurting that he was already dead when she found him. Mateus' hands trembles. All he can hear is white noise as he starts to dial the police. Rebecca tries to swipe his phone, but he pushes her back. Desperate to stop him, she reaches for a knife, looks him in the eye, and swings, stabbing herself. Blood gushes everywhere. Mateus freaks out, not willing to lose another loved one and calls an ambulance. Emergency services arrive and Mateus is arrested for attempted murder, whilst Rebecca is wheeled away to hospital. But did his phone manage to catch the recording? Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Wait. <laughs> that was actually... Shantae, you've got your work cut out for you. That's so good. No, they are both so good. It's annoying because I... Nah. (laughs) Shantae, this one's tricky. I can't even lie. It's it's tricky. We had very different approaches to them. Our speed of them went differently. Like, yeah, they're very different. I can't even lie. Um, So before you make a decision or pick your winner feel free to ask us any questions yeah. interrogate us about our scenes patricia i'll interrogate you you can interrogate me we can all find out a bit more about why yeah. we chose to write what we wrote okay so patricia like uh, do you know what yeah I, in a weird way i do feel like that that scene it's you know she kind of she had it coming <laughs> she had it coming all along like i was very much like it it, it was a oh, like finally like there felt like there was some sort of like mm. justice there. But then the, the only thing is like what happens like what happens after that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like well, I mean, even though she's we know she's like she's not dead, but it's like if she is potentially dead, well if she is not dead and she's gone, what does that then mean for the rest of does she, does she go into hiding? Does uh, she yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I just wanna know like how how would the series potentially wrap or would that kind of just be the end of the series and the next series we figure hmm. out what next. Do you know what I mean? That's actually a really good question, you know? And when I was recording it, I had like bare different ideas in my head for where it could go. Cause I was mm. like, is her body only missing mm. because her henchman found her and like took her body or whatever? Or mm. did she kind of, did they mistake her for being dead, but she was just passed out and she's got up and she feels like she now mm. has the upper hand because they have no idea where she is or what she could potentially do to get her own back or revenge and protect her company. I felt like yeah. there were so many different ways that it could go, but 
essentially I was just looking mm. for something a little bit more juicy in, sec- in season two that was a little bit more focused on that plot rather than yeah. anything else. Um, but to be honest, I could have left it with her dying and we all would have been cheering or we whatever. Just, but we'd been... we'd be like, ooh, party. <laughs> but the fact that she got a bit roughed up for me oh, she felt needed like to get, justice she because it was just it. like, she, yeah, somebody needed to just, yeah. just you know, beat yeah. her down. Like, because she was really yeah. doing a lot. But yeah, no, I, 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 did, I did really like that. But it's really interesting though because you, did you feel like he could be so angry mm. that he wanted to kill her? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of wonder if, if like, his, as much as he loves his brother, is the love for your soulmate, soulmate stronger? Do you think it's something that he would have forgiven her I don't think he had the intention to kill her. I think in that moment, he just felt rage and pushed her. I think her cracking her head was a casualty of that. But also, like, later on in the scene, like, he's freaking out because he's like, rah, like, I had no intention of harming the love of my life. I didn't even know if I wanted to set her up. So I think he he doesn't have it within him to, like... At the end of the day, I don't think he has it in him to like betray Rebecca, kill Rebecca. But I think he was just angry about his brother in that moment, and he just acted out. Mm, mm, um. mm. But yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was good. That was good. Adesi, on my days, another another banging scene like that. I do you know what? Yeah, when when I had the knife swoop, I was like, raw, like this is. But no. She did a put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Like, wow, I was not expecting that. I never expected it. I think, yeah, no, that was a sick scene. And it's like, it's so in her character to do something like that. Like, very much, it's like, she only cares about herself. And we see this time and time again, whether it's being up her best friend or whatever, like, she only cares about delivering results for herself. And so I do really like how this scene stayed in the same vein as that. Um, but yeah, like, why, what was the kind of motivation behind this? Like, do you feel that it was maybe something to shake him up? Do you think that she would leave him in prison? Do you think that the guilt would consume her? Do you know what I, I mean? I feel like she'd say the guilt would consume her, but it wouldn't in reality. I think Mm-mm. that I wanted to show the pinnacle of how mad Rebecca is and the fact that she'd rather mm. make it look like he tried to murder her than just admit that she should or go down for the crimes that she's committed and yeah I think Mateus is naive in that sense like even when he finds out that Rebecca has killed him like he just wants to have a conversation and he wants to have a conversation about why would you do this to my brother and even though he's heated in the moment Mm. he still loves her whereas Rebecca she likes the idea of having a match and having someone who dotes after her but in reality the biggest love of her life is herself Mm. and I wanted to show that so period Mm. period period I'm really like intrigued by that because like, as I was listening, I was like, I don't know if she would like stab herself. Cause like, but now that you're talking about it, I'm like, actually she would because she, no, I I don't know. I'm in two minds about it because I'm just like, (laughs) would she really Mm. put her life, her own life on the line? Like, would she, would she stab herself to do that? But then at the same time, that's also like Mm. extreme manipulation that I can see herself doing. But I'm also just like, would she stab herself? Because she's shown time and time again that she will put herself over everyone else. And I feel like I imagine her stabbing him, even though she loves him, Mm. but she's shown that she would do anything despite But 
for in particularly for the case that he he called the police, but we don't know if they picked it up. Even if they did pick it up, remember one of the police officers was mm. corrupt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So in and so what? Even like it could even go to the police or whatever. But if that other guy, if the Asian guy is the one that is taking the call or dealing with the case, that's getting swept under the rug. So then. Like, he's still going to be in prison, even if she doesn't say, oh, it was an accident or whatever, which I don't think she is. And, like, this woman has everyone in her pocket. Yeah, she has yeah. police officers mm-hmm. in her pocket. It's like, <sighs> you know, she, and, uh, yeah, even in, even her cracking her head and then her being gone, like, if she does decide to go to the police or whatever, mm-hmm. like, do you know what I mean? They're still mm-hmm. going to jail. Like, so that's an interesting one. There's also good stuff there. Um. Well, do, does anyone have any more questions or any more comments to make on any of the scenes? Oh, God. They're both brilliant. <laughs> They're both brilliant. Honestly, I wish you guys wrote the show ah! instead of whoever You know what? That's the biggest that compliment. Show. I'm taking that, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Mate, the pizzazz, the suspense, the thrill, the thoughts. Do you know what? Mm. I think my favourite part is watching um, the giving. facial expressions of any guest. Yes. <laughs> Shante, your mouth was wide open. <laughs> no it was sick it was sick no i i really really enjoyed them both gosh i honestly oh it's a tough one you know because they're both they're both so good like in patricia's one i'm thinking if this woman is alive you know she's coming back with a vengeance but is she coming back with a vengeance because Remember when the guy tried to sell her out by giving the bloody t-shirt to the police, but he gave it mm. to the corrupt officer and the corrupt officer gave it back mm. to her, like, like, what's good? She didn't kill him or anything. She didn't, you know. So I wonder if, I even wonder if she would come back with a vengeance or if she would just, you know, when you kind of hang it over someone, mm. like, you don't know when I'm coming Ooh, for you, but maybe I'm coming yes, for you. Yeah. Like that, that would be I quite like that's scary. What I'm thinking. But I mean, these are all these future are scenarios, scary. but it is, it is making me, because I just think about what the other characters relation to these, these narratives and, and what, what happens to them. I basically. just think it's going to get really sticky because everyone's so, yeah, waiting so for, you know, when you're waiting for the second, like shoe to drop, but you just don't know when. So you're always on edge. Mm. It's mm-hmm. just like, are they going to like get caught yeah, out yeah, for yeah. framing, you know, James, like, is he going to go down for this? Like, oh, I don't know. I'm even thinking of my own scene, like, raw, did I even do that? You're cracking me up. You gave raw, what you were supposed to give. Like, oh, God. Nah, they're both sick. So, to make your job maybe potentially easier, we are going to give each other 10 seconds to... It's basically our one last plea for you to yes. pick our scene, basically. Exactly. So, because I went first, Adesi's gonna throw up 10 seconds for me to basically justify why you need to vote for my pitch. Your 10 seconds starts now. Pick my scene because it's so multi-layered. There's so many interesting strands for the show to go down. You get revenge for Rebecca. You see her her downfall. Oh, I don't even know what to say. That was so hard. It was hard, I can't <laughs> even lie. I that, can't was lie. that was good, that was good. That was pressure. It is pressure. Okay, I've got 10 seconds for you. And it's actually 10 seconds this time. It's not 30 because I don't want to keep doing that. Um, (laughs) Don't blame me for your own mistake, Patricia. (laughs) So 10 seconds starts now.
pick mine because we see who Rebecca truly is. There's an open ending of all the mad things that she could do. We see Rebecca in her mo true manipulative state. We see what happens to Mateus if he actually goes down or if he doesn't. And there we go. Alrighty. I really struggled with that. I will not even lie. That was a very hard 10 seconds. But <laughs> Shante, you've heard everything. You've heard the scenes. You've heard the backstories. You've heard the pleas. Who are you picking? So I think both scenes are banging. I think, Adesi, you really got... You really took the character and you let people know this is how mad she is. Like, it was very much in her fashion. Very believable, but also way more interesting than the show could have been. Patricia, like, I loved it. I, I just... I love me a good cliffhanger. I love me a good... <laughs> What the hell is going to happen next? Who is going to die first? Who's going to pay? Will they pay? When they pay? You really set it up for basically for there to be endless possibilities. Um, and I really, really, really like that. And that is why I'm picking your scene because I thought it was bang. All right, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Patricia has got to do victory I'm lap guess. around her bedroom. Come and around sit down. Around my bedroom. Oh my God, yo. We love a good, are they? Are they dead? Are they not dead? I love it. I love it. Thank Bang you in. so much. Bang thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, thank you, Shante, for making your choice. I'm clearly. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, but they were both right. sick. What can I do? I was just thinking about which, like, which one has the less predictable outcome. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, what happens next? Mm. Both scenes are excellent, but it's like, what does this set up for? And I was thinking, do you know what? There's a good setup there for some crazy mm -hmm. stuff to happen. I will not yeah. fight you on that. <laughs> but guys, let us know if you think Shante made the right decision. Please um, tweet us or Instagram us at the TWB pod. And we have kind of come to, well, we have come to the end of today's episode. Um, so thank you, Shante, so much for coming. We have really enjoyed having you on. You've been yeah. a great guest. You've been a great loved judge. It, Even though I may it. disagree with your decision, I'm sure yeah. many people <laughs> will agree. You guys can leave a comment and you can rate and review on Acast or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me at Adiadesi. And you can follow me at double underscore PDVR. And you can follow me at, at Shantae J on everything. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, but that's, that's it for today's episode, guys. So we will see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, follow us at the TWB pod. What show should we talk about next? drop us an email at thatwouldbangpod at gmail.com. But if you like what you heard, join the TWB family by subscribing to the podcast. And don't forget to leave a review. We love reading them. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.